0: Hoppin, seeing incredible growth, growing from zero to $1.5 million in AR over the past basically two and a half months as COVID has hit. They help you manage and run online events, raised $7 and uh, back in December because they were seeing an crazy virality rate between people using their free product and those attendees that you know use the free product, converting into organizers of new events themselves. They're scaling nicely, about 30, 40 people hired uh, over the very recent past, 38 people today total. They're seeing um, pretty high churn numbers, but again, that's to be expected when they're growing so fast as as well, currently have a product flow where you put in the type form information, you go into a group demo, and then they close from there. $99 a month for each organizer, 100 free seats per organizer. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Johnny Buforhad. He is the CEO and founder of Hoppin, the online events platform. The company has grown from one person to a 40-person remote company in five months and grew in revenue from zero to a million bucks in ARR in three weeks. Johnny, you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely. So some more context around this. We are recording here on April 21st. Some of my friends have moved their in-person events to online and they are using your platform. And I said, well, if this guy's in the business of events and he's doing them online, I want to talk to him right now because your business must be going through all kinds of growth. Yeah, uh, absolutely. It's been a a pretty crazy period. So tell us how crazy, right? So if people want to follow along, the site's hopin.to, H-O-P-I-N.to. What do you guys do, Johnny?
1: So we're a virtual events platform uh, that really focuses on engagement and networking. You know, I, I, most of you guys have heard of virtual events before or, or been to them, and I, I feel like uh, you know you, you kind of shrug in general. Uh, you know, there's been virtual events have existed for 12 years, kind of always sucked, and and so what we've tried to do is uh, bring them online, not make them look too animated or too cheesy in a way, and also. In in the opposite sense, you've seen like the, the offerings that are like more like websites built with pictures of what areas should look like, if you know what I'm trying to say. And we focus on more of the networking, engagement, interactivity and the things you really go to an event for.
0: Yep. This is a those of you that are only listening on iTunes right now or Google uh, podcasts, um, the the interface looks very much like kind of how you would go live on YouTube in terms of like there's live chat. But there's also nice buttons like a reception area you can go into uh, or go into one on one meetings uh, via via kind of a meetings icon. There's a lot of other stuff built in. Uh, what I mean, is there anything else besides those features I just mentioned, uh, Johnny, that you see a lot of your customers using today? Oh, absolutely! And if you're looking at the website on April
1: twenty uh, first, as we are on today, yeah, today, yeah, that, that is—we uh, have a new website coming out that shows all our functionality. I mean, we're in early access, early access, but we have so many users <laughs> um, now. But we do have a really big wait list. We just don't have a big enough team to basically handle the support uh, and the customer success. But in terms of the product itself, um, that website is about nine months outdated. It was just me on the team when that website was pushed out. We didn't have
0: twenty. 20- <laughs> 23 engineers, and almost every image that you see there looks so you entirely- have, you have 23 full-time engineers right now? Yeah. Amazing. And what's the total team size? Uh, 38. 38. Wow. Okay, so did you raise, you must have raised capital to scale that quick.
1: Yeah, we raised capital about three months ago or two months ago from Axel Ventures. Okay, and how much did you raise? We raised a 5 million pounds,
0: around $7 million. And what, do, so that was before- really the virus was it was right as the virus was kind of hitting ish but they, they were there any chats about the virus during the raise and the and the diligence no there was nothing there was the virus
1: hadn't hit yet i mean the, the process began in december yeah and so uh, it was that was a it was a crazy raise really uh, there was a lot of interest you know i, I, I you know in november i was you know cuz we had seen the incubation i mean one of the cool things about events is and you could see it with like eventbrite right you invite um you invite a thousand people to an event, right? A thousand people will see the Eventbrite logo, get excited, and if they have a great experience, they'll say, when I run my next event, maybe I'll use Eventbrite, I've seen that before. Now, uh, on the other end of the funnel, though, um, going to a physical event is complicated. It's not very accessible. It's not easy to to bring people in, basically. Uh, it's not easy to plan it, uh, whereas with Hopin, I, I always said, we're probably gonna be the fastest growing company in the world when we decide to push out, because we saw the viral effect. You get 1,000 people in a funnel coming into one event, and then on the other end of the funnel, when they finish the event, if they have a great experience, it takes 10 minutes to set up an, an event on Hopin. You know? and, and you can engage your entire, and this is what we're seeing, you know, because we have virtual gym nights people do, we, we have conferences. I mean, we really consider ourselves just a venue, and that's why we kind of allow people to do any type of event they want to do uh, and just give them the tools to do it. And so that, that's our philosophy, and it's worked really well, but it's also why I feel feel like, you know, I, I was saying it in November, uh, you know, always to the people around me that, hey, when we launch, we better have a team because we're going to be in a lot of trouble uh, to, to scale this uh, basically uh, functionally.
0: So I want to talk more about the virality and scaling put this on a timeline though for us first. When did you write the first line of code for the platform? Uh, two years ago. Okay. So that would have be been 2018. Uh, and then when was your first dollar of revenue? Um, so our first dollar of revenue,
1: oh, there was a few stages in that, but probably, uh, mid 2019, but we were in private beta. We've been in private beta for a long, long time.
0: But point is you were able to write the first line of code, get an MVP up and actually generate your first dollar of revenue in under a year. Basically it sounds like eight to 10 months. Yeah. Yeah. It was,
1: it was a, a speed dating company using our events for, for a speed dating event. So yes, I remember. <laughs> very.
0: that's funny. Okay. And today what's the average customer pay per month or per year to use you guys? Uh, so we have a self-service early, early access plan. Um, and the average, co- I mean, the starting cost is $99 per user, per seat, basically. Um, now what does that mean though? Is that per, per uh, organizer of the event or per attendee of the events? That's per
1: organizer of the event. Okay. So it's
0: definitely not per, per. It'd be very, plus,
1: it'd be very expensive. Yeah. Very, very expensive. It'd be like a luxury venue. No, we're, we're not that expensive as a venue. So it's $99 Per organizer, or per organizer, so per seat, and that organizer allows you to moderate, do things in the event, basically as you expect with any other uh, per seat product. But it also allows, um, it also gives you 100 registrations included per organizer. So this is uh, how we've thought about it: that you have 10 organizers, for example, in your count, then you'd pro- you'd have 1,000 free tickets to use every month to get people to come to your events. Yep. Uh, and then after that, you pay 50 cents per head. And that's our free plans, or sorry, that's our early access plan. And then we have an um, a enterprise plan that be, begins much higher.
0: Okay, and how many customers are you working with today, monthly? Uh, how many customers? I think uh, close to uh, 1,200 now. So walk me through the transition of the waitlist you have, even on the website right now. It, there's no like wait; it doesn't look like, it just says join waitlist, join 10,000. How are you moving people from the waitlist over to paid?
1: Yeah, it's really difficult. Right now, it's, uh, we, begin, we we started the pipeline with a type form, basically. The type form got overrun, and we couldn't track it. And then we decided to send it through to Clearbit to, to send, enrich the data. And then it, what we realize now in, uh, is that because coronavirus happened or COVID-19, we've actually had just too much inbound. Too much inbound to, and I, this is like, it sounds incredibly bad, because it would have been my dream in November for that, but too much inbound to, proper, to do things properly. And that's a serious problem because we don't have proper support uh, for those on the early access plan. So we're trying to even slow down. We have this wait list now close to
0: 180,000. And we've probably onboarded about 2,000 of it. Does that uh, 180,000, that's just people that put in their email that said, I want to try in."
1: Well, it asks you if, if you want to be an organizer or not. And so most of them select organizers. So it, 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 it's about ninety-five percent organizer. Okay. So a potential organizer, because again, Hopin is a venue. We we have people that are just looking for us for meetups, and on the other side, it's for people that are looking for like conferences or or, or you know hackathons, whatever it is that they're doing. It's it's across the spectrum. So um, we've had almost too much reach out uh, to be able to handle. And it's led to, you can see it, like I'm starting to see it on Twitter where people will just be like, how long does it take you guys to get back to us? You know what I mean? Sort of thing. And it's it, it feels pretty shitty to be Well, honest. so what's the process? You get uh,
0: you get a thousand new leads today. How do you know who to let in, who to not? So at the moment, it's
1: whoever bangs the door most. So people will usually fill in the people who really needed it. So for example, uh, I, I got a call on Friday from one of our sales leads saying, "Hey, there's this company that was planning an event for Tuesday. They needed to run the event. Uh, it's they're uh, in in person, but they needed to move it online. This was three weeks ago, and so they were actively messaging every single person on LinkedIn. This is the worst thing. Please don't do this because it's not. But I mean, it, it's kind of like it's genuinely. Obviously, if they're a, a really um, you know really really big companies, reach out through our investors and then try and get an intro through there." But majority of, uh, majority of people at the moment, we're reaching out on a, like, we're trying to do it as fairly as possible. We ask for, the, what is your budget? Do you need self-service? If we realize it's a self-service person, someone who doesn't need any custom support or near, need to go near the enterprise plans, then if it's under a certain amount of people they're expecting at their event and it won't affect our bandwidth or we need to look at it with extra support sort of thing, we'll, throw, uh, we'll, we'll let them in pretty, uh, pretty well pretty quickly if we can get back to them in the email. But at the moment, there's no real way, I would say, other than waiting. We're setting up a proper pipeline and we plan to launch publicly very, very soon. We're just getting the team in place.
0: Yeah. So, okay, so the funnel right now is I put in my name, my email, and if I want to be an organizer, attendee, or other, and then it takes me to the website that says, expect to hear from us in the next 48 hours with a link to go book a demo. So well, have you, and then that goes to the type form, I believe, right? That's correct. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. So, what you then take the type form and give it to your sales reps, and if someone says I have a million dollar budget, you let them in quickly, or if they say I'm going to have ten thousand people at an event, you let them in quickly.
1: That that's what was happening, and then we realized the million dollar budget people were a lot of people that were agencies that run events for multiple companies, and we didn't have the tools to work, but we didn't have the contracts set up to work with agencies yet. So, in most cases, if the budget's really, really high, yes, we will uh, try to move them forward. But also, we're being mindful of how much support that high-budget company is going to need, because we've noticed that a, a company that is running a once a one million dollar budget, they're just not like, hey, we're willing to pay for the same software that everyone else paying for for a million dollars. They want like six people to be running their project for them. Yeah. And so an event, they want extra support. They want all these things. So we've now decided that it's, we're kind of looking for the middle tier, the people that we know. You know, this is a decent budget, but also a lot of um, basically don't need as much support. And and those are the ones that we are trying to funnel through.
0: Yeah, I'm going to the typeform now. I mean, these are great questions. You're asking them like, is this a conference, a hackathon, a workshop? You're asking like what's their budget? How many people do you expect to register? These are all things that help you prioritize.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but even still I would say we're not doing a good enough job. Yeah. Uh, it, and they we're even qualifying that in ClearBit
0: after. And we've tried so many things to basically uh, nail it. So what is the flow today? In the middle of the virus, everyone's moving everything online, there is no other option. Like yesterday, how many new leads did you get throughout the type form, and how many people actually booked a demo using your Notion integration after the type form submission?
1: Um, I mean, I'm going to have to take a look at this, but I think the number is close to the t- uh, uh, the HubSpot form, uh, sorry, the, the website form gets a lot, uh, you know, over a 1,000, whereas the um,
0: around a 1,000 a day Okay. And the type form gets about one hundred thirty to one hundred eighty a day. One eighty per day. Interesting. And then, how many demos get new demos get booked per day? So now we've switched the system, and that was very recently. I should have mentioned that. So if if the
1: company if it looks like some someone that needs a one to one demo, high budget, big company, big enterprise, for example, we'll send it over to a one on one demo with one of our team members, which we've recently done. Everybody else gets to go to a group demo that we're starting to set up twice a week. So the group demos basically where we show them the product, et cetera. There is a live Q&A. It shows all of Hoppin's features and why we're amazing our demos because they're not just like a webinar. It's like you get to experience everything. There's live Q&As where you can turn on your video, ask questions to different people on the team. And from there, we're trying to push people to say, like, go do the self-service plan if you want. Yeah, you know what
0: i mean yep that's a very i mean look when you have an ac that's 99 bucks a seat and you don't know if it's going to be a 99 seat a, a plan or you know they have 10 organizers you don't know it's hard to associate a sales rep with a 99 a month plan so doing the one-to-many approach actually helps you scale the sales team and do it profitably absolutely how many sales people do you have with quota uh at the moment we have uh Eleven and four have joined in the last uh, five have joined in the last two weeks. Okay, got it. So eleven with quota, and then okay. So m- let me ask you a different question: How much new ARR have you driven over the last three months? It, before,
1: one and a half month ago, there was zero ARR. We were still in private beta. We were very like I, I'm saying zero, but it's like not. We weren't pushing out. The reason we pushed out is because of COVID nineteen. At that time, it was at about an eight person company that was just mainly developers and myself just working on. The product, perfecting it, waiting till September. What happened was COVID nineteen happened, and we said, "Oh my God!" You know, we don't want this marketing uh, because what's going to happen is people are going to use Zoom, Zoom, or yeah, typical things for their for their virtual events. And at the end of COVID nineteen, I was worried that everyone would just say, "Oh my," virtual events are not great; they don't work, and so actually there would be a negative experience of virtual events, and it would be harder to switch the name positively. So I, in that, that's why about three weeks ago I decided, okay. Let's open it. Open up the gates. Let's show the product to people. Let's hope it doesn't. Uh, you know, hope it. It, it, it basically, even with twenty percent less features than we wanted to have when we launched, let's push it out. And and we did. And um, you know, it's been hard to manage it. But in that time, in about three weeks, where I think we're at now, one point eight million ARR mm-hmm. from the company. I mean, I th- when I filled in the form with you, it was one.
0: Yep. Yep. Amazing. Okay. So a couple other questions on that. What was the waitlist size before COVID like two months ago? Uh, the waitlist side before COVID was around 80,000. And that was over nine months. Okay. So like, that's impressive. Like, Let's ignore the virus for a second. How did you drive people to get on the waitlist? We're lucky that we had a very, again, viral product.
1: So even in our private beta, someone would host an event. You have a good experience. About 1,800 people would show up to a private, one of our early access or really deep early access events, and we were noticing that about 10% of people would go in and try and fill a form, uh, would fill the form. So So attendee to user. Yeah, attendee to user. So for us, uh, and that's what I what I meant by you know it was going to be hard for us not to be one of the fastest growing companies in the world. And we need to have things in place because events are incredibly, uh, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a great funnel. Uh, you know, same Eventbrite had that a lot of these other event patterns have it, but I think online events like the ones we're creating has, have any way more about
0: 10 X, 20 X. So, um, that's, I already felt that way coming in and this has just kind of made it cr- a little bit crazy. Did you have, Johnny, a bunch of other eggs? What I'm trying to figure out is how were you able to get $7 million raised pre-revenue? You could point to the waitlist and the viral coefficient. You could point to your back. I don't know a lot about your background, but what enabled you to raise? I mean, you had to raise $7 million on at least a minimum 20 pre. You're not going to have more than 30% of the company before you have any revenue. How did you get that kind of valuation pre-revenue?
1: Uh, so, you know, I had built the product as a one-person team. I think it was, it was a mix of things. Uh, like There's a lot of it maybe to do with uh, like, how the platform was built. So I built the product basically on myself over two years, and it comes about a lot back to my story. I, I uh, you know, I was. It, it may be a story for another time, but basically, in uh, by the time the product came out, I had already basically shown that the virality. So I had I had data showing the virality of the product, uh, and so when I went to venture capital, it was quite obvious that this product uh, is going to absolutely blow up, and I was, you know. I'd love you know anyone who wants to know a little bit more should see a demo of the product because it's very similar to the product now. It's better designed, but the initial one that I did the prototype, let's say in, in that I released in uh, about November September, it's pretty clear that it was needed for the world. Yeah. Uh, it's a product that was you know the it, events market is a 1.1 trillion dollar market. Uh, it's very rare that you're creating a new. A new, let's say, segment of it, and I, I don't want to say it uh, in that sort of way, but you know, 400 million of that is business events, and and that's the part that we're competing in directly, immediately, and we're more accessible, uh, we're better for the environment. Um, we, you know, it, it's easier to collect the emails, it's easier to collect data. There's so many reasons why it's better to do it online, or even better to hybridize. Yeah. So it was, I think, for a lot of VCs. And there was a lot of excitement around our product and a lot of excitement, especially being in London. You know, we had a lot of U.S. Uh, and VCs, you know, very keen as well as the Europeans. So it was just I think it was a matter of, you know, hype.
0: It's a word, wrong word, but hype and uh, excitement about the product. Johnny, last couple questions here. You raise money. You have to invest aggressively in growth. There are 38 people on the team today. How much money are you burning every month to take advantage of this opportunity and grow as fast as you can?
1: So we're currently burning close to four hundred thousand total. Uh, Total, yeah. Total this month was four hundred thousand. Okay, and then Uh, you
0: subtract revenue off that, so you're burning maybe two hundred and fifty ish, two hundred and sixty grand a month. That's right. Plenty of runway with seven million just raised. And then what about churn? Is it too early to look at gross revenue churn past thirty days?
1: No, I saw I saw the numbers actually uh, yesterday, and it looked like it was around um,
0: it was around eleven percent. Okay, a monthly yeah you probably expect that on the events business that's really high for a traditional SaaS company, but you probably expect that sure. being in the events business.
1: I, I expect that being in the events business, being in a being in it right now, I mean, it's none of the numbers that are happening right now in our product are are sustainable. Like I'd be crazy to say that this is this is gonna it's gonna obviously continue growing. We're gonna in, be incredibly viral. But what I imagine is you know if we're growing at a nine hundred percent per week type thing now, let's just say, like you know a ridiculous amount, the churn is also going to stabilize. People are going to be like, oh, this is what I actually want to host events for. And the, and the serious people that were always looking to host these events and could create value are going to be the ones sticking with it. But as COVID, no, who knows how long COVID-19 is? I could be totally wrong. But I believe that everything's just going to stabilize right now. People are trying the product and just being like, "You know, I can't get past the wait list. They don't have enough tutorials. I just, I'm just i going to pay for it just to figure out how it works yep. and, and, and jumping out. So and most of our data now is not complete data. Are you able
0: to back into a CAC for a new $99 a month plan? Sorry? Are you able to back into your current CAC to get a new $99 a month organizer? Uh, yes, currently we can. What, what is it about? Like, is your payback pretty quick, you think? I would, I would say um, it's about like three months, probably. Oh, wow. Okay. So, okay. That's not bad. So 270 bucks to get the customer. Where are you spending that money? Ads?
1: No, we're, we're not spending the money at all. Uh, I mean, it's mainly on the video technologies because we assume that this person... So it's not our cost... Uh, I shouldn't have said it like that. It's not our the cost of bringing the customer in. It's the cost of how how many events the customer we expect them to host based on our basically formula, how much our video costs are because currently we haven't built everything that we wanted to in-house and video streaming costs are very high and the amount of tests that they run. So I, I, I took it in a different way, but basically that's the amount of costs that we're uh, uh, running... On a customer, totally, before they before they come in, we're not running any ads.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. So yeah, when they're just testing it in the beta, they're spent. There's you have to pay about two hundred twenty bucks to your video hosting people to support them when they're free. Then they convert to paid. Literally, we haven't <laughs> and we haven't had time. We haven't had time to negotiate
1: our our contracts. Anything like there's this is you know by the time this interview is done, everyone hopefully everyone you know uh, I don't know when this is going to be published or anything like that, but. Uh, we'd be in a better place, but at this moment, you know, we've been thrown into this because of COVID nineteen,
0: yeah, completely. All right, let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, favorite business book. Um, I would say, probably, um, the lean startup. I'd probably say. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Um, at the moment, I would say my, I, I'd put it down
1: to two, two or two or three people, but I would say. Um,
0: I'd say I'd say it has to still be Elon Musk. I don't want to sound like that person, but it's definitely Elon Musk. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building the company? Notion. What tech stack are you built on, by by the way?
1: Uh we're built on at
0: the moment, Ruby
1: on Rails, uh, React, um, Postgres, Amazon, uh what you'd
0: pretty much expect from uh, a startup. A video tech stack is heavy on Amazon too? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Number four, how many hours of sleep are you getting every night? Uh at the moment, Five and a half. Okay. And situation: married, single, kids? Single. All right. Uh,
1: sorry, sorry. In a relationship. I thought you were married or single. <laughs>
0: kid. Oh, she just took a look she, at me. She's looking at you right <laughs> across across the table right yeah, now. I'm, going, what I'm, do you mean? Ten year
1: relationship. Apologies for
0: that. There you go. <laughs> trick, trick question. All right, but no kids running around. Yeah, no kids running around. All right. And how old are you, Johnny? I am twenty five years old. Twenty five. Last question: What do you wish your twenty year old self knew? Um. That, uh, I sh- you should probably, uh, focus on
1: skills that matter most, um, earlier. Okay. okay.
0: Guys, there you have it. Hoppin' seeing incredible growth, growing from zero to 1.5 million dollars in AR over the past basically two and a half months as COVID has hit. They help you manage and run online events, raised seven million uh, and back in December because they were seeing an crazy virality rate between people using their free product and those attendees that you know use the free product converting into organizers of new events themselves. They're scaling nicely, about 30-40 people hired uh, over the very recent past, 38 people today total. They're seeing um, pretty high churn numbers, but again, that's to be expected when they're growing so fast as well currently have a product flow where you put in the type form information you go into a group demo and then they close from there 99 dollars a month for each organizer 100 free seats per organizer johnny thanks for taking us to the top
1: thank you so much